It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The hand is raised. It's all over. It's all over for New Zealand. There'll be no finals frontier for the football ferns. Excruciatingly close to creating history. Utter dejection as Switzerland have held on, securing the draw they need to qualify. Switzerland nil, New Zealand nil. And with a score in Auckland, a lopsided 6-0 in favour of Norway. The reality hits home. The roller coaster has stopped. Yes, indeed. They did. The football fans take us, uh, the whole nation, on a roller coaster of emotions, including a certain commentator. Uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, it's been magical, full of great moments, including when Jackie Hand found the boot of Hannah Wilkinson to shock Norway to the frustrating 1-0 loss to the Philippines. How crucial that. And now a respectable nil-all draw with Switzerland, but not enough. It's a tournament that has captured the interest and imagination of the New Zealand public who have been welcoming hosts to the world while enjoying a newfound interest in women's football that feels it feels a, a wee bit like a win overall. But is it? Through it all, SENZ's own Daniel McCarty has been calling the games and he joins us now uh, with his uh, review on what he called yesterday, last night. Uh, good morning to you, Snake. Snake McCarty, I like that. I love that. Snake McCarty. How... How, how for you are the emotions uh, the morning after, uh, now that we're out? Uh, a real contrast, uh, Smithy. Uh, at times, I felt like the bleak Wellington weather. Uh, I think I've uh, gone through uh, all the phases of uh, grief for those players. Although I think I'm landing at acceptance uh, because some age-old problems exist. But pride is probably an overriding uh, emotion because they have achieved a lot and we can't lose that. That's sort of the top line for me, scoring our first ever win at a FIFA Women's World Cup, male or female, uh, secured most points at a World Cup in four, getting four Smithy. Those four points, more than we have um, secured in the five previous tournament appearances by New Zealand. We conceded just one goal at the tournament, their best defensive record at a World Cup by some distance. Uh, and as I said, in that commentary there, they took us on a brilliant, brilliant ride, uh, albeit a short-lived ride that uh, all of us would have wanted to extend for at least a few more days. Did we expect too much? Did we have the right to expect uh, too much after the win against uh, Norway? Uh, you know, I'll read you a quick text. This is coming from Ken. And it echoes quite a lot that we've had. I don't know if it's fair, says Ken, but I thought the football fans were quite poor in the two games after Norway. Is that because they built us up? Or, you know, I mean, normally we'd say nil all against Switzerland. We'll take that any day of the week. And was the, mm -hmm. Philippines, game the, was the Philippines game the killer for you? Well, my prediction prior to the tournament, Smithy, was I wasn't sure if we would get out of the group, but I was preparing myself to celebrate New Zealand's first win at a FIFA Women's World Cup. But how we got there 
in the end was beyond sort of my wildest imagination to get positive results against Norway and Switzerland was not in the plan for me. So to get four points from the two top-ranked sides in the pool and then still fail to progress is a real bitter pill to swallow for, for myself. A lot of your texters, as you've just illustrated there. And the Philippines' results is simply haunting for me. It's our Black Tuesday in football. It sounds harsh, it sounds dramatic... But yes, uh, that, that result is going to hurt those players and football fans for years and years to come. But, it, but you understand why it happened. Because the, the age-old problems exist. An inability to score, and if you don't score, you don't win. Uh, absolutely true. It is as, it is as basic as, you, as that, as you say. Now then, Jitka uh, Klimkova um, will come under scrutiny, as she should. Um, some saying perhaps a little conservative at times with her substitutions. Um, others saying perhaps her game plan may be a bit, a bit conservative. Uh, how did you read overall and where, where now for Yitka? Well, she's on a long-term contract. I think she originally signed a six-year deal through to the next World Cup cycle. Um, so uh, big decisions to be made if you want to move her on. But... Uh, I, I think they'll, they'll, they'll look back and see real positives. Uh, like the opening 35 minutes last night against Switzerland, I thought they were excellent the way they pressed. They harried, had some good opportunities. Jackie Hand's incredible effort, you know, so close to going in, and, and, and it could have been different there. But what, what she's going to have to figure out is a very worrying trend. And I'm not talking about our overall record at World Cups where we've scored nine goals in 18 matches since 1991. It's more recently, the last three World Cups, Smithy, we've scored four goals combined in those three tournaments, and one of those is an own goal. Uh, we scored that many in the 2011 tournament. So we're not improving. There's stats telling us we're actually going back backwards. So they need to find a way to produce, what is it, flair players or more ruthless finishes, um, uh, set-piece weapons, well, whatever way it is, like, like Sweden have. Uh, uh, you know, the Golden Boot leader is a centre-half who scored three goals at quarters. You know, the seven attacking players that took the field at some stage in this tournament for New Zealand Smithy combined 285 caps have scored 39 times. And Hannah Wilkinson accounts for approximately three quarters of those. You need to find Hannah Wilkinson some help need to find uh, goals. Look at Switzerland. Juno Gorcevic and Bachmann have 129 goals between them in the same, virtually the same amount of games. So we've got a, a lot of very good players, but it's clear we are lacking a world-class, um, uh, world-class talent in that final third. And that's what we need to develop. That's somehow we're going to f figure out a way um, easier said than done. I know it's incredibly difficult, but you look what Casado did for Colombia last night as Colombia beat mm. Germany. That opening goal is just a thing of absolute beauty. Dancing feet, brilliant finish. So New Zealand ha have the, the bones of a good squad defensively, really strong, but yeah, it, it, maybe not just the head coach of the football firms, but more broadly, New Zealand football, their pathways have got to find a way uh, to find the ball in the back of the net longer term. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm quite happy defensively. Uh, I mean, you know, to keep yeah. those two nations scoreless, I, I think it was absolutely outstanding. You couldn't have asked for more than that. You just simply can't. 
Midfield? No. Yes, okay. Well, and that was where she tinkered. Uh, y- y- uh, that's where she tinkered because, of course, uh, she saw going into the second game that um, Olivia Chance and Annalie Longo perhaps had created more or given more uh, than, uh, than Betsy Hassett, for one. Uh, and she said, well, okay, um, I'll, I'll have them starting in my next 11. Was that right? Uh, I felt Longo made a lot of sense um, as they wanted to put another player into midfield, had lined up bottom as a 4-4-2 almost, but wanted that extra player in midfield. And Longo, um, alongside Steinmetz and Percival, had really good moments. When Switzerland made an adjustment, they, they changed their formation. And the longer the game went on, it was more difficult for New Zealand. I think, I think we'll all accept Switzerland looked a lot more comfortable um, you know, from about that 40-minute mark. So, yeah, I understand why she did tinker, um, but, but there were still opportunities, you know. 13, 13 um, attempts in total, just three on target. And I, I think uh, maybe 11 of those, Smithy, are from inside the area. <coughs> so defensively sound um, and, and have got the ball into good areas, but it's um, that, that final element. And, yeah... Uh, I just feel for the side that they've done so, so well, but have just come up painfully, painfully short. Jackie Hand, the standout for you, particularly in the front half? Well, certainly is one you can hang your hat on as far as the future. Real, real quick player sort of uh, can work across that front line. Yeah, production hasn't been there, just two goals in 17 internationals, but she's only 24 years young and, and has got a few cycles left, you would think. Uh, Hannah Wilkinson's the big question mark for me. How much more uh, can Hannah Wilkinson, 31 now, uh, can she go another four years? Because the cycle starts today in some some ways, isn't it? Um, you, you know, the, the beauty of this tournament was we got to see our football ferns on our own home shores. It hasn't happened a whole heap over the years. And hopefully we do get to, uh, you know, see them up close and personal, maybe... New Zealand football can lure some high-caliber opponents down this way, and we can sort of uh, try try and build on this from a from a fans' perspective. Because what twenty-five plus thousand in Dunedin last night, you know, sell out Wellington, Auckland. What's that? Close to a hundred thousand fans have watched the football ferns, and, and I think many have. Uh, um, you, you know, been caught up in it and, and uh, have really thoroughly enjoyed it as an experience. Look, okay, let's uh, look uh, a little bit further afield. Um, nice summing up of, uh, of our performance in it. How about the fact that we could have both hosts out come tonight? Uh, this Australia-Canada game absolutely intrigues me. And what are we hearing about Sam Kerr, uh, her fitness, her availability? Because um, they need her. They desperately need her. That they do, actually. Uh, very much so. Uh, lots of pressure on Australia. If our expectations rose during the tournament uh, to um, dizzying heights, well, those dizzying heights of expectations were on the Matildas prior to the tournament. They snuck past the Valiant Island. Um, in hindsight, not a convincing performance. One goal to nil via a penalty. Some costly area, errors in that loss to uh, Nigeria. And now a public that is seriously questioning the coach and Tony Gustafsson and what he has done and some of his in-game substitutions. He's talked about 23 players for 2023. Well, he's used 14, I think, Smithy, in those opening two games, so he's in the gun. Mm-hmm. But the biggest, the biggest help he can get is Sam Kerr coming back from that, gro- uh, that calf injury. The latest I had heard was 
it's going to be touch and go. It's going to be a game time decision. Uh, checking with medical staff all day yesterday, uh, they indicated that they're going to give her every single opportunity, and understandably so. This is a side under pressure and needs its star player. Have you been underwhelmed by the United States, who incidentally at the TAB are still the firm favourites? Yes and no. Yes, in a game against Vietnam that were... They were never under threat. They didn't need to get out of first gear uh, and still win convincingly three goals to nil. Really underwhelmed in the first half against the Dutch in the rematch of the 2019 final. I thought the Dutch were excellent the way they kept it away from the United States and they looked quite uh, frustrated. But the response in the second half from the United States, Rose Lavelle comes on, Haram the skipper takes her angry pills and almost single-handedly drags her side forward. That, that second half performance, uh, Smithy, was ominous. Really, really ominous. Uh, but if you look at the full body of work, I can understand why you look at it like that. But the Yanks just know when to turn it on. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Uh, it pains me to say I want to see them knocked out. I predicted Germany to win it. So uh, <laughs> um, we all saw what happened to them last night. So take this for a grain of salt. But... The United States, I had in the final against Germany. Uh, you know, the Yanks, mm. even without some inju- injured players, just have so much talent. You know, Alex Morgan has, what, 121 goals to a name in her career. The full New Zealand squad has 95. Mm. Yeah, that puts, it into, that puts it into serious perspective along those lines. Now, you're having a lot of fun because um, normally when you call sport in this country, international sport in this country, you know half, you know half the game because you, you're calling uh, a New Zealand side playing. So you, you're pretty well informed and researched uh, just on a daily basis about a, a New Zealand side. But here, for instance, tonight you're calling uh, Japan against Spain. Now, this to me is a very intriguing game because neither of these two sides have conceded a goal Neither of them have been sorely tested. Um, and Japan, actually, quite, quite uh, the outsider at the TAB. I like Japan. Oh, I was really impressed with what I've seen from Japan through the opening two games, Smithy. The, the, the Japanese sort of footballing public are a little bit down on the class of 2023 because, you know what, they continue to compare them to the sides that won a World Cup and made a World Cup final in 2011-2015. But they've looked really sharp. Spain, too, there's so much attacking quality. Uh, this Spanish side has the capabilities to get to, get to a semi-final, if not further. Uh, the, ga- the, the game's an interesting one in this sense. It, both teams are already qualified. Uh, they will get through to the round of 16 after you know, rampant wins a- against Costa Rica and Zambia. So, and the winner, the winner will play N- Norway. So it, mm. it direct, directly lines up with the pool New Zealand's been in. Norway scored six and have so much more talent than Switzerland. Switzerland topped the group. I'm not sure which is the better draw there uh, for the next round. I don't know if you want Switzerland or if you want Norway. So uh, I'm not sure if the Japanese and Spanish players are going uh, to think like I, I am. Uh, I'm sure they'll go out and compete and, and, and want to finish top of their group. But I do wonder if the managers will take this chance uh, to rest a few players um, and, and manage some miles in the legs. But they've been two really, really fun teams to watch and I'm looking forward to tonight. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to your call. Doing a great job, just by the by. Uh, Daniel, uh, has your phone been ringing hot for people wanting to uh, work for you in the cricket season as well? Oh, 
but yeah, there's a few messages going around. So it's almost like oh, we're well yeah. liked again, Smithy. I know. I, I, I've got the odd people come out of the. I won't. I was going to say come out of the closet, but they've come out of the. They've come out of. No, I, just, they've had to dust themselves off. Put it that way, uh, off the shelf. I think it's probably more apt to say and say, "Hello, mate. How are you?" After all these years, I'm thinking. No, I just. All I'm saying is the captain is Daniel McCarty. Captain Daniel McCarty. Uh, here's his number. So if you get a lot, it's probably my fault. Uh, are you telling me Mystery's got out of his cryo chamber and actually given you a call for one? <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be fun? McCarty, Coney, Morrison. Oh my God, Father! Oh. You bring the red wine. You bring the red wine. <laughs> Oh, oh, the mind boggles. Hey, Daniel, have a, have a terrific call tonight. We shall be listening here on SENZ and continue the great work, mate. Uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks for the kind words, Smithy, and have a great day, everyone. Yeah.